your first time listening today. I'm so glad you're here. I am JJ and this is a podcast where I talk to interesting people about the things that they do and don't do that hurt. And we also talk about lots of other stuff. Today's guest is Craig Spence. Craig is a senior software engineer for Spotify. Yes, Spotify. Like, if you're listening to this on Spotify, he made some of the buttons that you would have had to press to get here work. That's crazy. It's amazing. So cool. He's a JavaScript and front-end developer with several years' experience working on large-scale web applications, a speaker at international tech conferences who's able to make people like me understand really tricky code by writing these epic speeches that use Harry Potter as a metaphor to explain it. Craig and I have been friends since I kicked his dad in the ghoulies at Craig's sixth birthday party in 1995. Well, our friendship did actually take a slight hiatus when we were teenagers because he was very much into um, punk rock and angst and I was more into being a goody-good with an eating disorder. But anyway... We rekindled uh, the friendship to be able to have this wonderful chat where Craig shares what it's like to be a work in progress about developing more mindful awareness in the world. He talks about his mental health and his physical health. He shares what it's like when you have a really fun job but you're also a workaholic. And we talk about the whole job versus identity versus values way of kind of understanding who we are. We talk about COVID, capitalism, drinking water, incremental change, and Bridgerton. Bridgerton is a TV series on Netflix. And if you haven't seen it, well, I'm not going to tell you what to do, um, but I quite enjoyed it. So, you know, you can do with that what you will. Um, We recorded this back in January. He was my first ever guest and you can hear that I'm very excited and also somewhat panicked and very overwhelmed by the tech. Um, I was in our hometown of Wanganui, Aotearoa, New Zealand and he was in Stockholm working from home. And the powers of the internet that be that allowed us to record this conversation slightly thwarted us by this like a strange background hum. So I just want you to imagine if you are picking up on that, that you are sitting next to a fish tank while you listen to this. And maybe you are sitting next to a fish tank right now. And if so, that's a very ambient scene to be sitting next to to listen to this podcast. I feel quite honoured. I hope that your fish tank has a turtle in it and maybe one of those little plastic treasure chests. Also, thank you everybody for the feedback, the comments, the reviews, the shares and everything that you've been giving the pod. Shout out to listeners in Europe, shout out to listeners in America and all my mates down under. Um, Please write to me because next week I'm going to do a solo episode and I would love to share some of the 
um, things that you've got out of the episodes and shower you with gratitude. And that is quite enough from me because it is time for us to sit back, enjoy the fish tank and this wonderful chat with Craig Spence. It's so great to have you on here, uh, my first guest for Does It Hurt When You Do That, Don't Do That, the podcast. Uh, who are you? Uh, I'm Craig. I, um, I'm Craig Spence. <laughs> I don't know. Who am I? You've known me forever. You know who I am. I don't know who I am. I know, but it's a very interesting question. What do you choose to say? So really what question. do you choose to say? Okay. Um, I'm Craig. Um, I am... From New Zealand. I currently live in Stockholm. Um, my job is a software engineer, um, but I don't think that defines me very much anymore. Um, I don't know what I am. I think that probably sums up my late 20s, early 30s. It's the whole um, figuring out exactly what you are and what you believe in type phase of my life, at least. I don't know. I'm, I'm vaguely human. I care about. The world and I care about the future. Um, maybe I'm a futurist. What does that mean? I don't know. It's a oh, hard question. That's it, Craig. That's why you're here, man. That's why you're here <laughs> to ask some of the hard questions. Uh, so, a futurist. Okay. Well, if you were to look at future Craig, maybe let's say Craig in six months' time. Like, we'll just go nice and easy in the future, like six months' time, which is still kind of weird, you know, January 2021, six months is still a bit scary. Yep. If you were to say to six months in time, Craig, does it hurt when you do that, don't do that, what do you reckon you'd be talking about? Man, there are so many things. I'm a, I'm a very cyclic person. I have bursts of energy, like... I've been, I've been back in Stockholm for two months now, I guess. Um, and I've got pretty used to these four walls. Um, and so the, the most important thing to me right now is um, making sure that I'm doing things to get outside of these walls. Um, I just went for a real nice walk out in the Stockholm evening. Um, freezing cold, but beautiful. It's so, so lovely here. Um, and I know that if I stop doing those things, um, that's the stuff that'll make me hurt. So it's like, don't don't just sit on your couch every night and just watch Netflix, even though you like that, Craig. Um, in six months' time, I hope I'm still trying to trying to get out. I don't I don't think this thing is going to be over. I might be vaccinated, maybe, um, but I think I'll still be having to having to fight to keep my mental health good. So don't let good practices slip, maybe. Keep drinking water. Don't don't drink water. Those things. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's interesting how on a small level, well, for me anyway, those things are like they really add up. And I think that sometimes like we 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 set ourselves or we really overcomplicate like staying well, staying healthy, staying optimized when realistically and, and also then we're so hard on ourselves if we don't. You know, it's like, well, no, okay, I haven't written, you know, a novel of journal writing today and I haven't done this and I haven't done that. Ah, I suck. It's like, well, actually, 
I managed to like get some fresh air and put my feet on the earth today and, you know, talk to someone that I care about and, and stuff. Yeah. I did the dishes. You know, like I, I <laughs> made sure that cook. <laughs> I, I cooked the other day. I cooked on uh what day is it today? On Tuesday night, I cooked. Maybe it was last night. It's been a wild week. Um I made like vegan spag bowl and it was real good. It was probably the most expensive spag bowl that anyone has ever made because my kitchen was empty. And so <laughs> I had to, I had to buy a carrot grater because I wanted to grate some carrot and I had to buy like olive oil. And so I had no basics, but it was it was good. I had a really nice experience. Like my friend came over, we cooked in my kitchen, we talked shit um, and we made vegan spag bowl, which in the last 24 hours I have learned, you know what I mean when I say spag bowl, right? Yeah, yeah, spaghetti bolognese. Exactly, that's a Kiwi thing. Is it? Swedish people, American people, British people didn't know what I was talking about. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Maybe that's one for world. our listeners there. If we have anyone who has uh, not heard of Spag Bowl, you can tell me where you're from and what you call the dish. Um, that is really fascinating. I, yeah. I think that like um, a well-made spaghetti bolognese, that is like love in a dish, you know? And like for me, as a woman who felt like I've had to deprive myself of carbs for a lot of my life, I'm like, okay, spag bowl needs to happen because that is love. All yeah. right, so, sorry, keep going. No, I was going to say, yeah, just that, that simple act of like nourishing myself. What a mm -hmm. new world. Okay, so let's go on to the next one. So if you were to look at yourself now and say, does it hurt when you do that? Do that. What's something that hurts that's good that you do or you – yeah, or maybe you want to say in six months' time. Yeah, I have a few of these. I'm going to um, rattle some off. So the biggest one for me is, um, like, exercising properly. Like, I haven't, on again, cyclic, on and off for the last 10 years of my life, I'll go through bursts of, of doing exercise and looking after my body um, and not. And right now, I'm kind of getting back in the swing of it after, you know, a couple years of relationship and a... Um, half a year of pandemic and all these things and yeah it hurts it hurts like hell I'm so inflexible at the moment and I'm like getting into yoga and stuff and it hurts but it feels so good it's like that that good that good pain um that's a that's a big one in my like personal life at the moment but then the other one is like I'm a super addictive person um so if I'm a coke zero themed um, caffeine is my drug of choice. Uh, I hate coffee though. Um, I could definitely have workaholic tendencies. Um, and so let's talk about um, that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So Craig, Craig is a software <laughs> engineer for Spotify and he works in Stockholm. And so you work in tech, you like to build cool things and help people build cool things. Um, I remember one time you were telling me about this special button that you were working on and like, <laughs> it's so interesting because like there's all these things in tech and in the world in general that we just completely take for granted. We're like, we press a button. We don't realize that that was someone's project for like six months. So do you um, mind maybe running uh, us through what you're kind of working on at the moment, if you can, um, and then talking about your workaholic tendencies Yes. So like the workaholic thing, um, 
it bums me out sometimes when I have to stop working. You know what I mean? Like I'll get into a project and I'm enjoying it and it's fun and it's like doing good things for my brain. And my default is like, oh, just keep working. It's fun. My job is fun. I'm lucky in that way. Um, and so that hurts when I stop it, but it's really important that I, that I stop it, that I'm just like, you know what, this is, this is the bit of your work that is done and you stop now and you do some more later. Um, but yeah, what do I do? It's a really, it's a really tough question. Um, so yeah, I work at Spotify. Um, if you've ever used Spotify on a computer, so whether that's through like the, the desktop app that you can download or on the website, um, I work on that. So there's a whole bunch of us that, that do that. Um, but my team in particular focuses on, yeah, the, the web player and the desktop app. Um, so the way you can kind of think of it is that there's all the code that runs on Spotify's computers, which is like the kind of the algorithm, the thing that figures out what music you're going to like and stuff. It's where all the, the songs you have liked are saved, all your playlists are saved. I don't touch that. So I'm the other side. I'm the code that runs on your device. So the thing that actually makes the layout, that actually makes the buttons you click and the, the playlists on your screen and all the pictures, we, we make that bit work. Um, and yeah, so day-to-day uh, -day I'm, I'm writing code. I'm, I'm figuring out how to, how to make that work properly. I'm working with designers to figure out what's going to make it more useful for you, working with product people to figure out um, what is missing, um, what we can do to make it a, a better experience um, in general. And then, yeah, we, we try to figure it out and it turns out people mostly like it. People have lots to say about Spotify, but most mostly it's good. So, yeah. Do you find that having to have that aspect of your job where you're looking at things and you're figuring out what's missing and how it doesn't work and how it can be made better, do you find that you apply that to lots of other aspects of your life and the way that you interact with the world? Yeah, it's, uh, um, how do I put it? Like, I like solving problems. Um, but what that kind of leads itself towards is that I see a lot of problems everywhere. Um, and it means I'm thinking about stuff a lot. And it means I can get pretty bogged down in what I can see as problems, right? Like it's, it's really important to kind of resurface a lot of the things that are working, you know? So um, in the case of Spotify, like, yeah, we have a lot of, you know, users that really enjoy our products. Yes, there's things that are wrong with it. There's things that I know that I've done in the last week that broke stuff. And then I'm going to have to fix, you know? You broke Spotify. I mean, probably a little. What <laughs> happened? We have to be, Far out, no we have to be resilient to things breaking. Um, yes, yes, true. <laughs> but in, in the world, yeah, you know, it's like I'll look, at, I'll look at a situation and it's just like, okay, cool. This has clearly got so many things that are broken about it. Um, it's really hard to, like, turn that engineer brain off sometimes and just go, you know, we can't, we can't fix this all right now. Um, a lot of things about this are great. Let's just enjoy that. Um, and and that again, that's the workaholic thing, right? Like I'm often just in that mindset and find it hard to switch off that mindset. So I, I have to be really careful with my brain so that I'm switching off and doing non-hard stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, and so in that situation, when you know and you, that you're getting into that, what practices or what things have you got in place that you can turn to in those times? Honestly, this is, again, still a massive work in progress for me. The last, like, 
you know, two years of my life in terms of my, my brain, my understanding of my brain has been like a huge thing. And like, I've talked to Joe, I've talked to you about this tons um, over the last couple of years, but just acknowledging that my brain is a part of my body, you know, like that I feel worse when I haven't slept well, that I feel worse when I haven't eaten well, that I feel worse when I have, you know, pushed something too, too far when, you know, like taking, just <laughs> even acknowledging the fact that there is cause and effect. Like I'm not very good at like eating something and then feeling bad and being like, oh, I wonder if it was that thing I ate. Like mm. if I drink a bunch of caffeine and sleep badly, my brain doesn't go, oh, I guess I shouldn't have had too much caffeine. You know, like so just a bit more mindfulness about what I, about my existence in the world and what I, what I put into my body. And then just at a high level, doing things that I love. Like I know, I know that I have things that I need to do to keep mentally okay. Um, for me, that's like playing a bunch of music. I spend way too much time playing music. If I don't, I get depressed. And that's a good thing to know about myself. But it has to be balanced, right? Because again, I get addicted to stuff. I'm like, cool, I'll play guitar for 15 hours a day and then I'll be totally fine. But it doesn't actually work like that. Um, I have to have to do enough of it to feel good, but I also have to, you know, eat. I have to sleep. I have to exist as a human. Um, and that's the stuff for me that I'm like, oh, cool. Let's let's keep working on that. Let's let's do the little things like let's buy a candle. You know, let's get a really nice smelling candle for your hand. So I will relax. You know, let's not feel like you have to watch intense documentaries because it's interesting. Like sometimes, you know, I'll watch a season of Bridgerton and love it. Oh my nice. goodness, I've only just started getting into it, and that is a dangerous season. You know, like, oh. I don't it's I think for me, it's being more gentle on myself. Um, like I'd have crazy high expectations of myself, always have, um, and being okay with um, doing enough, you know, like not doing too much. Um, there's a, I don't even know how true this thing is. And I think I've talked about it with you before, but when, before I moved to Sweden, someone told me that culturally here, if you have to do more than your 40 hours a week, um, it's like a, an incompetence thing. It's like, oh, why couldn't you get your job done in 40 hours? You must suck. Whereas for me before, it was like, oh, I really love this. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to push too hard. Um, and that, that mind shift change has been like, uh, mindset shift has been, has been good. Like it's like a more balanced way. And there are other so many other benefits to like not working too much, even like within my own team at work, like or previous teams I've been in, you know, like setting reasonable standards for what it means to be an employee or a team, mm. all those kind of things. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, I think in so many if because I guess we uh, often define who we are by what we do. And so because that's like a thing that we hold on to then we sometimes assume like I need to do more of it to be who more of who I am and um and and see that as like a strengthening thing but in fact if who we are is not defined by what we do it's defined by all these other things that by doing more of that is going to strengthen it and um it's almost like I think about it as like you're you've got you've got your house 
and um, there's all these different there's all these different uh, tools and and things within it. And you're not just going to work on on one aspect and actually leave a little bit aside for a while, so that then you can come back to it with more with more strength and 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 I guess with more stability in that. There's so many things that make up a person. Um, it's obviously a fairly vague statement, but what I mean is like, I definitely used to think of myself as as what I do, that I'm that I'm a software engineer and I'm good at that. I'm good at my job. I'm good at playing guitar or whatever it is. Like there are these things that I do in the world um, that I am accomplished at. Um, therefore, that is who I am. But actually, that's totally backwards. Like. I'm good at playing guitar because I'm persistent. You know, I'm good at software engineering because I am both detail oriented and big picture focused, like, and because I can communicate and because of all these things that like are more intrinsic that make me good at a thing rather than the other way around. You know what I mean? I think reframing some of those things that way has helped me like not center that in my life. Have, oh, like what's more important for me? Like, being mentally well so that I can communicate how I'm feeling or being physically well so that I can, you know, play guitar for a bunch of time and not get tired or whatever it is. It's it took me a while to, to get to that point. I don't know. It's probably obvious, but it took, it took me a while. I didn't think it was obvious and I've known you since I was five. <laughs> I think that, um, that's really, that's really cool. And that's, and it is like something it's, it's like, looking at the values which these things are like it's almost like what is behind the the value or the virtue or the skill that is behind however it manifests and it's almost like as long as we have that achieved or we're living out that value then everything else is kind of it's just the way that it looks you know it's just the name the branding for it um as opposed to the 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 value itself yeah and like and the whole the whole conversation around values it's a really important thing to nut out what you actually stand for in the world even just as a framework for making decisions you know like something happens what would i do and I, i mean obviously values change over life and we think about things in different ways but kind of fundamentally you have you have things that you believe in wherever that value system comes from um and the the act of actually sitting down and thinking about that and being like oh what what do i care about like what what do i prioritize when i have to balance these things out what do you prioritize when you have to balance these things out would you like to share with the class i mean it's really tough right like one of the things that i really struggle with at the moment is that um i work for a billionaire <laughs> true you know there is a big part of me that is straight up like you know billionaires shouldn't exist let's tax them so much that they don't exist anymore and if they're not okay with that then let's figure out something else but i'm also crazy privileged and crazy lucky and i have a great place to live in a great city where i have a ton of freedom um and so am I, am I sticking through to my values or is there a more important value there that is like, okay, I want stability and security and what am I trading off to live this life? You know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's like we're, we're in a, 
system where fundamentally my values don't necessarily get to be first if I want to if I want to continue the life that I have am I prepared to sacrifice the nice things I have to actually be true to my values like those are really tricky questions um and genuinely something I grapple with um but also at the same time it's like okay cool I have I am in this position um how can I use that position to to live by my values right like how do I how do I take the the job that I have and the education that I was lucky enough to get um, and share that around a bit more, you know, like whether it's like how, however I can help people. The fact that I can say I work at Spotify opens up doors for me, right? It, it gets me into rooms where I might not be able to be otherwise. Um, and if I'm in that room and I can say, yo, that's stupid. That's you know, evil is a strong word, but like, let's not do that evil thing. You know, mm. Um, mm. is it better for me to be in that room playing into the system so that I can say that, or should I nope out of the out of the system and go live on a commune and grow carrots? Like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I, f- I find it really hard. Um, yeah, and it's so- really tricky because the, it's it's almost like for some people to get that power or to get that weight, that influence, they've had to kind of, I guess. Um, set their values aside or not acknowledge them or not have them and buy into, you know, capitalism, corporate greed, la, 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 la. Uh, But that unfortunately is the system in the world in which we're living in. And that's where the change is made, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I have one of my favorite topics to talk about is incremental change. It's a really hard thing in in engineering for one, like um, how do you get, do you want to like explain sort of what you mean by incremental change? How do I explain this in a good way? Okay, say, um, say I'll, I'll take a Spotify example, right? Like, t- say we're building something and we just change everything, release it to a bunch of people, um, and they go, "Yo, what? What happened here? This was a massive change. I don't understand how this happened." Sometimes, from an engineering point of view, it's easier to do that. It's easier to just bin everything and start again. Um, but it's a really hard sell. It's really hard to convince people that the jump that they've made is worth it because it happens so rapidly. And in the context of the world, that's like revolution, right? Like you wake up one day and your king is dead and you're now a democracy, right? That's, it's a a radical shift. There's no incremental change there. But you end up in these tricky positions um, of what is technically called a local maximum, um, for lack of a better term, right? Where anything you change something gets worse right so um um, another good example is you'll often have people um like like singers for example right where they've learned a way to sing without um proper technique or whatever it is and they've reached the maximum of their ability of how they can take their voice somewhere out there you know there's some radical shift that they could do to improve their voice you know whether it's um you know, being able to scream properly or whatever it is, you know, be able to use a different part of your range. But no matter what you do to get there, you have to get worse at singing. And that's a really hard sell, right? You, it's like, oh, I'm kind of fine at this level where I'm at. I don't want to get worse to get better. And that's like a fundamental human thing. We don't want to get worse at something to reach some other better, better state. I love and that. that. And, and it's everywhere. It's like, okay, cool. Capitalism. We're in, this, we're in the system of capitalism, right? Say we're at the peak 
of what capitalism means. And like say in a New Zealand context, we talk about decolonization and there's some way better world, way more authentic world outside of the realm of this capitalistic system that we dump on people. But for a lot of people, any change we make is gonna get worse. And people are not willing to go through that pain. And that's why revolutions happen because it just builds up and builds up and builds up. And then people go, okay, cool. Incremental changes are working. Let's kill the king. And that, that stuff fascinates me. It's like, how do, you, how do you gravitate to a better place when you've got to make stuff worse first? How do you, how do you communicate that to people? How do you sell that to people? Um, and then applying that to myself. It's pretty comfy just sitting on a couch and getting takeout every night and watching sweet Gossip Girl in the 1800s. Um, <laughs> and any change I make there is painful. Like it's, oh, you've got to go to bed a bit earlier. You know, you've got to get up earlier. You've got to drink less Coke Zero. You've got to do more exercise. Like there are painful things. But you get to a point where you're like, you know what, that pain is worth it. Uh, really, really just fascinated by, I don't know, don't know what the fix for that is but I like thinking thinking about that one does it hurt when you do that do that for me exactly. the fix for that is I I see myself sometimes when I'm like wanting to bring in some kind of incremental change um I see it as like ninja training like I'm like oh this is really hard but I'm like I am a ninja training to like be a human being or like if I'm rehearsing a show or if I'm if I'm having to you know for university and things and I'm having to draft a philosophy essay and it keeps on getting sent back and it's you know it's getting initially I'm like oh this is great I've got all these ideas together it's looking really tidy it's looking really good and then I show it to somebody else and they're like yeah but you've got too many loose threads here and you've got to kind of undo the weaving so to speak I'm like well now it's even worse and then I and then for me I'm like okay this is this is ninja training for whatever this is and and I, I think a sell one way to sell it is to maybe like make it make it playful make it fun make it exciting I remember when I started um, boxing um, and like I, I I started boxing training and like starting to fight because I wanted to have something that I was bad at because I think that as adults we don't do enough things that we're bad at right and I used to tell myself like when I had to go to sparring in the morning because I was going to go and like actually be, you know, punched in the face and stuff. I'd pretend that I was going to a day spa. <laughs> you know, I was like, I've got to set my alarm because I've got to go day spa. And, and, and just knowing, knowing that, yeah, it's going to, yeah, it's going to, it's going to get worse to get better. And like, there's, there's a degree of mental toughness to that, right? You have to be in a pretty good place to, to take on that pain. Right, you have to you have to be um, have the vision of of that end state of like mm. when the when the good thing is worth it. Um, and on an individual basis, that can be achievable. But like, you multiply that out to a bunch of people who are going through a bunch of different things, um, and it's 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 tough to get that buy-in, um, which is which is why big things take a long time to change. I guess right. It's like the same thing with any any group of people, but. I mean, that's, that's always been a thing I struggle with, right? Like, I know, I know I should exercise. I know how much better I feel when I exercise. But when when you haven't for a while and you're in that slump and it's just like, ah, oh, I haven't exercised in three weeks. What's one more day, you know? Or it's been six months. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Um, you know, getting over that, that hurdle of like, 
that first that first little bit of that change like that's the key right like just do do a little bit and see see how you get on mm. so we've also started we'll, we've already started kind of talking about the world and zooming out and looking at these different things so if you were to look at the world and you and and you're like you're hurting like it's hurting when you do that don't do that is there any kind of things that you would want to say or focus on if it was on a billboard, a message that could flash up, a little notification on people's phone? Man, that is such a good question. <laughs> I think like one thing that people are really, really bad at, and I'm bad at because I'm a person, um, is understanding risk and understanding complexity. And like, again, I'm looking at the world from an engineering point of view here, but it's, it's, something I've been thinking about the last little while. Like, let's let's take COVID, for example. I'm not an expert and I don't know about epi epidemics. I don't know about vaccines. I don't know about anything. But I do understand some things about change and about systems, right? The scary thing about COVID is not whether it's like a flu or not. It's that we don't know, mm. right? It's an unknown unknown. And those are the scariest things because we don't know what we don't know about it. And so... Yes, a lot of people have had this virus and it hasn't been so bad for them. But six months ago, when people were trying to figure out what to do with this thing, we didn't know. We just didn't know what was going to happen. And so you have to be more cautious about those things. And so thinking about risk of like, how, how could this play out? What are the different situations that could play out here? And how should we treat that appropriately? Like, like okay. The, the climate, for example, right? Like, okay, cool. Maybe it is all a hoax. Maybe, maybe it is some natural system that just happens in some cycle. I don't personally believe that, but maybe it is. Worst case scenario is we do all the stuff to fix it and the world just becomes a better place. Like, yeah. That seems fine to me. You know, like, okay, cool. We all get a bunch of vaccines and then the world, like, whatever. People are tracking us already. It's fine. Um, but you know, like having having some sense of of what is the cost of this? What what is the what is the ROI on this? Like it's a capitalistic system. Let's treat it like a capitalistic system. Like what what what's the cost if we don't fix this pandemic? Everyone dies. You know, what's the cost if we don't fix climate change? Everyone dies. You know, if you start if you start looking at it from that point, then it's almost well, like, we're all well, gonna die. I mean, maybe. Yeah. We haven't even we haven't even talked about um and I was reading this thing about um, what's the what's the term um, life expectancy terminal velocity. It's, it's too big a topic, but but the idea is kind of like at, at some point um, right now, medical science keeps you alive at a rate that is less than one year per year longer, right? And we we do science and we do medicine, and slowly that number becomes bigger right so you mm. instead of getting one week of life expectancy longer every year you get a month more and then at some point because we're getting get, better at science and stuff yeah right yeah. so medical yes. medical gets better medicine gets better and then at some point you're getting more than a year's life expectancy per year and at that point you live forever right so <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon oh man oh come on do you reckon we would want to do that though? Like, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, who knows? Who knows what the the motives of? For me, I mean, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up soon. Yeah. Um, and and you're welcome to uh to to pull at whatever you've kind of 
put up in the in the air and see if you can mesh it together in any kind of way. I think that like what we've talked about, we've talked about values and we've talked about risk and we've talked about like seeing things and wanting to improve them is almost like, I mean, for me, what I'm hearing is it kind of comes down to morality and where you sit with all of that. Like, okay, we're all going to die. Well, how? How much suffering are we going to allow the world to have? How can we... How can we let people know bit by bit that they're doing things that hurt them that they need to stop doing? Or how can we allow ourselves to have suffering in order to become better? And so I see this and and I'll be interested because, you know, you and I are from like we had a very similar upbringing, but the, the, the context and the worlds and the people who we surround ourselves with now are both very different. I see that there's this almost like constant clash between like science, capitalism, fact, you know, rigidity and like philosophy, faith, spirituality and creativity. I see this kind of like clash and, you know, we need, they need each other. Like, what do you think? Do you think that that's a thing? What do you reckon? If I had to group the groups there that I thought were clashing, oh, yeah, I don't them. think I would put them in the same groups. Cool. Like, um, you you group science and capitalism together and that couldn't be further from the truth for me right like yeah okay science is science it's a way of it's a process of finding out the truth right the the tricky thing about science and capitalism isn't the science it's the, the capitalism it's the money and it's the people that's the clash like right the clash is, is humanity versus the the way the world works right it's um we have a lot of people sharing this little ball that floats out in space with a finite number of resources and we're not very good at optimizing that system yet and so that's the clash the clash is cool we've got a, a generation of people that are hoarding wealth um and there's not enough to go around quite frankly um i have a way greater share than than most um but also I'm, you know, convincing me to give that all up is, is hard and something again that I grapple with every day. The idea of creativity and science clashing with each other also. No, they're mind. not clashing, they're together. You need both. Okay. Like, <laughs> philosophy, philosophy, like sure, philosophy is tough, but philosophy is also fundamentally about truth, right? Like it's about mm. thinking about thinking. Um, there's definitely a clash between faith and science. Um, no, no question. Um, you know that I have basically no faith, but I still see a lot of the same values in my world without spirituality, for lack of a better word, because of how I see the planet, right? Like mm. I've, I've often compared like, okay, cool. What, you know, we went to church growing up. We went to chapel at school, right? What did I like about that? I liked being in a group of people singing songs, right? like with a sweet melody. That's what I get from going to a show. You know, there's no jesus figure or anything but it's that sense of community that sense of like connectedness so that bit that's not spiritual right the spiritual bit is the question of what happens after you die and to me i've never really cared about what happens after i die i care about what happens up to that point um which you know i mean i'm not, I'm not a perfect person i'm a total idiot but i'd like to think that i at least approach the world of trying to make things better in whatever way that i can um, and that's the that's the spiritual bit to me.
am I leaving the world a better place than I found it? Um, I hope so. Um, the work in progress. How do you how do you rationalize that? How do you combine that with, you know, working for a billionaire? You know, <laughs> how do you how do you balance all those things out? And you're right, it is it is all about values. It's all about values and how you play into this world of clashes, right? There are all these things colliding from so many different angles, and everyone has a different opinion on them. Maybe maybe it's about finding non-negotiables. You know, like maybe it's not about finding the values that that are flexible, but it's about finding the things. It's like you know what, I don't think Nazis are good. You know, like that's a thing that I could absolutely say. You know, I don't think that people dying on the street because they can't afford insulin. I don't think that's good. I fundamentally stand against that. Um, and knowing those things that you absolutely stand against, um, maybe rather than trying to grapple the things you stand for. That's pretty cool, Craig. Wow. Oh, yeah. Nice one. It's, um, I mean, that's why I'm doing this really is, is to, to, I guess, to, to, to grapple, you know. <laughs> Grappling's good. Grappling's important. And with grit and with courage, we're diving into these things, um, basically, because, well, for me, I've been a bit of a bit of a bury my head in the sand fence sitter for a long time. So um, I'm so grateful for you to have your head out of the sand with me for a little bit, and uh, and and to share to share you know, yeah, what, what, what's happening for you um, in, in relation to, you know, because when well, you do that, don't do that. Um, because, yeah, I mean, I think as humans, we are inherently wired to avoid pain. So um, that kind of is a main motivation for how we interact with the world and interact with ourselves and each other. So that's why we're here. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share before we uh, wrap this little little baby up? Hmm. No, I feel like I've rambled, but I, I kind of enjoyed it. It's like yeah, the process of just like exploring my thoughts in real time is not again. It's something you don't get to do that often. Mm, you know? We're very privileged. Yeah, right? and like maybe maybe that hurts a bit. Maybe it hurts to like get up inside your head. Um, well, it's scary, and also yeah. put it out there like that yeah. takes you know one thing. I know what, yeah, I know what I want to share. Okay, everyone, go get therapy. I think that's. <laughs> That's my <laughs> go. Yeah, treat your treat your brain how you treat your body, right? Like I've I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out how those two things connect to the world, and a big part of that was yeah, going and getting some therapy, going and talking about trauma and how the world is, and learning to talk about those things, and that it's yes, it hurts. The first time you go to therapy is awful. It's vulnerable and anxious and all those things, but it's also like going to the gym the first time. First time you go back to the gym, it sucks. You're sweating and you're tired and you're sore. But then the second time, it's a little bit less. And then you get one of those days when you go to the gym in this analogy or go to therapy and it's revelatory. It's like, Ah, oh, I connected all these things, or yes, I beat that PV, or whatever it is. But sometimes that pain is good. Mm, yeah. Thank you so much, Craig. And uh, I'm gonna finish the recording right here.
Thank you so much for listening and sharing your time with me this week. For this podcast to continue, I could really use your support. If you enjoyed the episode, please screenshot it and put it on your social media, send the episode to your friend or family, and if you can click subscribe to the episodes, they'll fall into your algorithm like your old friend JJ popping into your ear every week. I appreciate it so much. And, as well as listening to this podcast, you can just keep on listening to your own wisdom by asking the questions, big and small, like, does it hurt when you do that? Don't do that. <laughs>